We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17-14. Shar on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. Three seconds left. Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Far. Lays it up for Freeman and it's incomplete. And or did he cave in the catch at the 15? Yes. What are they gonna roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? Rogers in trouble. It's gonna get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone! It is caught for the win! Richard Rogers! With a walk-off touchdown. The final snap of Super Bowl 45. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. The Lombardi Trophy is coming home. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk of the Tundra, your Green Bay Packers podcast for the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire family. As always, I am your host, Numak, coming to you after another Packers win. The first Packers win of the season over the Bengals in the preseason. But joining me, as always, to talk about that uh, 90-man roster W is uh, my co-host, Jordan Tresky. Jordan, how are you doing, buddy? Doing well. The first of many Packers wins this year. I'm counting, you know, like 25 wins, zero losses. Okay. Three. That's three preseason games, 17. Actually, I think I... I screwed up my count. I screwed up my count. <laughs> no one. Oh, uh, it's over. No one said we're uh, we're math whizzes. Not no one at all. No, especially after uh, sleep deprived weekend. That's right for the both of us. But <laughs> I can tell you, it doesn't take a math degree to tell you that thirty six beats nineteen, as the Packers beat the Bengals on Friday night in Cincinnati, wrapping up their extended week there with their joint practices they had, uh, I believe. Tuesday through Thursday ish time. I think it was at least it was just two practices, yeah. but um, regardless, they spent the weekend Cincinnati prior to the game. They'll play host to the Patriots, doing the same thing. I believe this coming week, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, at which point they'll play another game this coming Friday. So, but 
let's get into the game a little bit. 36-19. Wasn't ever like that close and like vibes wise. The Bengals took the lead right before halftime and then the Packers I believe took it back. Um, uh Packers retook yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. Yeah, right before half. Clifford interception. Right, right. Packers right. came back. Yeah, got the kick. Yep. Um, but all as well, the uh the Packers starters played. They uh played two drives, I believe, and then against the Bengals not starters. <laughs> I don't think I yes. saw anybody um on offense or defense that was really in there that's gonna be starting for them. No. I think the most not a, the not most log no the most notable offensive player I saw for them was Chris Evans, their starting running back, who is currently fighting for his job against uh, rookie Chase Brown. What, uh, Mixon, Mixon, Mixon's their starter. Yeah. Oh, Chris, yeah, yeah, Chris yeah. Evans is fighting for the starter for the night. Oh, there yes, we go. my apologies. Yes. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. yeah, Chris Evans was their starter for the night. He is fighting for the backup spot behind Joe Mixon with yes. Chase Brown, who is a. Uh, pretty highly regarded uh, from the Bengals yeah. uh, point of view. I, they said a stat during the game on the NFL Network broadcast that I believe only behind B. John Robinson uh, was Chase Brown's number of missed tackles in the uh, college football last year. So pretty good company to be around. Perfect first name. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> Sorry. No, that that's just fine. <laughs> it just caught me off guard. Um but I figure rather than going through these drive for drive like we did last year in the regular season, that'd be no no fun for anybody for a preseason game. <laughs> Jordan <laughs> and I would each pick uh, three players to highlight um, of games that we really enjoyed from them and stuff we saw that we really liked. So um, Jordan, I think, has the the point of view of the most intriguing person of his three. So we'll, we'll start with you, Jordan, who was one of your three players that you found... Uh, their game to be quite quite well. Jordan Love, it's it's the it, we got it we got to I know you only played two series, um, but seven for ten, forty six yards, passing touchdown, uh, one twelve point nine QB rating. Not that that really matters because it's ten passes. <laughs> That's ten passes, and it's a preseason game, so don't uh, eat your heart out just yet. But. Um, I thought Jordan Love played very well, even against, again, the Bengals not playing anyone of real significance on both sides of the ball. I think more of what we are wanting to see from Love and company, and it trickles on down, but like you just want to see how it works within this, you know, the Lafleur system, because Jordan Love is an extension of what, how. Matt LaFleur sees this Green Bay Packers team evolving from what it was and what it will be in the future. Um, and I think, I'm not going to just say these 10 passes in the first preseason game of 2023 are indicative of how Jordan Love is going to be. I, I, I'm already frustrated that I have to put this caveat in here because <laughs> it's like, this is how it's going to be every game. Right. But. I just see a vision of what how things will be different. And I think we saw, you know, the kind of a lot of play action, a lot of side to side movement, getting things going, whether it's, you know, 
kind of just doing three to four yards here or there, establishing the run game, obviously. Um, and then you kind of see, like, let's let it rip kind of thing. And he missed Christian Watson on that big bomb. Yeah. But I it's think, the right idea. Yeah. It's the right idea. I think it was a good throw. It was just better defense by the safety to not. Yes. It's like one of those things. Like, so Love had three misses tonight. One to Christian Watson that we just talked about. One to Musgrave, and then one to, I believe, Musgrave again. The throw to Christian Watson that was bad away by the the roaming safety was a good throw. It was on target. It was just late, and that these are the things that, like, one of the things Jordan Love will have to do throughout the season and throughout preseason just to get better as an NFL QB is he didn't look away the safety long enough. He just kind of yeah. went through his progression and then ended up at Watson with the eyes going across the field, and that allowed the safety to get the jump on to go over there and defend that pass it was again a great throw just a better defensive play i think if he throws it any further chris watts doesn't get there underthrown probably intercepted so great ball just a better defensive play um the second one was a slant or a cross over the middle from luke musgrave just have to hit it it's one of those things that there's really no excuse for but it was an exciting offensive play to see like Luke Musgrave getting that much attention from the defense already in the first preseason game, as well as just being mixed in like that. Because I think he, um, I don't want to say led the starters. I just want to double check on his targets. No, he did not lead the start. Eh. If you're calling Toure's start, he tied for a second. But I don't know if Toure technically started. Luke Musgrave. Tura played a lot more snaps, I think, too. Right. Uh, Luke Musgrave had three three targets to go with Roman Dobbs. Also had three targets. Christian Watson um, had three, and I'm sorry, Roman Dobbs just had two. Um, regardless, they're clearly using Luke Musgrave as for his last miss was a miss to Musgrave short on a screen uh, pass where the end, either the end or the edge rusher, uh, jumped up and swatted the ball away as Love yeah. tried to kind of sidearm it through the tiniest of windows to get it to Luke Musgrave, who, if he catches it and it gets there, is probably going for a touchdown. He had a couple of um, O-linemen out in front of him at, like, the 40-yard line, and he was gone. Like, he was going to go for six. And so it's those little things that he has to do, but overall, I agree. I really liked the game he played. He had a couple nice throws, particularly to touchdown to Romeo Dobbs. That was just lofted up there and let Romeo go get it, and uh, that's what he did. Yeah, I thought the again both passes to Dobbs. Obviously, the touchdown being the biggest one, but it was you just saw a very poised, confident quarterback playing mm-hmm. and leading the offense. Which you know he's going to serve very or serve different roles to how you know depending on game state, depending on how you know what's available to him and all that stuff. But like. Yeah, I, I just thought, you know, I I don't – I think that this is kind of the template for how the next couple of preseason games will be. I know there's been a lot of talk of, you know, they want to get him as much as they can or get as many reps as they can for him mm-hmm. um, going into the start of the season. Um, And there's obviously just been a lot of chatter of, of Jordan Love discourse because that's really what's going to follow – until he proves himself as the heir apparent on the field in that sense. Right. But like, 
I just think if we start from like these little expectations and how things are going to be different from how LeFleur and company want to operate. Yeah. I think Jordan Love is being set up for success in that way. And it's a matter of just seeing the pieces come, you know, together. And the, the thing too, is that, you know, again, we saw a lot of first team players playing against second stringers or right. beyond. Right. Exactly. But the offensive line really made things very easy for Jordan Love to kind of pull the strings, try to make passes that you know were there, and you know it was two drives, but it was largely a successful two drives, I would say, um, from his you know individual performance. Right. Uh, Rob Dubosky reporting that he had no pressures in his uh, ten pass attempts. So as you as you pointed out. O-line played very well for Jordan Love. And I think just well for the uh, for the team in general. I'm trying to find my tab quickly, but it doesn't... Only Alex Magaw took a sack. Uh, Magoo, not Magaw. Um, took a sack late late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So at that point... Was it a fumble? I think it was. was. Yeah. Um, at that point, it's kind of a wash with the caliber of players you're playing. But yeah, yeah good, good pockets all night for both Jordan Love and Sean Clifford, who we'll talk about in a little bit. But um, we will see Jordan Love again. Uh, Rob Dabowski also reporting that um, LaFleur says that Jordan Love will likely see more preseason action. So I'd imagine, kind of like you said, they're going to give him as much run as they possibly can ahead of the season opener against the Bears, which is less than a month away now. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, transitioning quickly into my one of my three players is Luke Musgrave. We talked about him a little bit already. But they really got him involved um, early in the the drives he was playing. I felt like I saw him on the field a whole bunch, whether it was blocking or receiving. And you can tell that I think he's going to be a featured part of this offense. It'd be different if it was like Sean Clifford throwing to him and it was, wasn't the first team uh, offense out there. But no, this was the, the ones out there playing against the Bengals two or more, like you had said. But he was out there for a lot of a lot of snaps like i i didn't see much of josiah deguire who might have been not playing i think he's still hurt he he did get hurt during camp yeah which makes um, sense then if they're if, he, if he's hurt then obviously Love musgrave would be starting but in his time that he had he really impressed me like he only had one catch for eight yards but in the snaps that i watched he was out there blocking he was really getting free free on these routes like the one we mentioned that Jordan Love missed him over the middle. He was wide open. Wide mm-hmm. open. And there's a couple other routes that were opened up. I think it was one to Toure, if I'm not mistaken. Um, oh, yeah. That Love threw that Musgrave just had a lot of gravity towards him already. And it's the week one of the preseason that kind of freed up Toure a little bit. But regardless, I think it's going to be a fun season to watch him progress. I'm hoping that he is sort of the exception to the rule of rookie tight ends not really showing out the rookie years because I think he could be a pretty big part of this offense and could be a feature part of this offense um, sort of in that Josiah DeGuara role that we've seen in camp so far which is that safety valve role kind of that trusted player that Jordan Love and the other QBs want to throw to in camp so far seeing that transfer to the regular season could be really exciting and really huge to the Packers offense going forward I got a for this from Rob Demofsky 
Uh, this is the snap counts Thank you. of every Packer player. I was just going to look those up. Are you ready to see how close this was for all the tight ends? I'm guessing it was pretty pretty close. 20 snaps for Austin Allen, who is not on the 53-man roster fighting for a job. 20 for Tucker Craft. 19 for Luke Musgrave. 15 for Tyler Davis, which might have been more if he had not gotten hurt. Yeah, towards ACL, so, which, is, which is sad. Very sad, and considering DeGuaro has been nagged by, I think it's a calf injury. Um, yeah, because he missed family night too. I think he did. I think yeah, yeah. So it's this has been lingering on for a little bit. That's two say or not safeties, two tight ends that the Packers are now down mm-hmm. from their ninety man bet. You know, for a position that it was so you know obviously green and has two you know, high profile draft picks on it. Mm-hmm. Now you're expecting a little bit more from them and God willing, they don't get hurt either. <laughs> right. Exactly. Sad. It would, but, um, looking on Spotrack, uh, I was looking earlier at his contract just to see what it looked like. If he, I think he, it is confirmed he tore his ACL and will miss the, the season. Um, whoever their sources are, is that, um, a move to IR is expected soon. The Packers have unlimited IR spots, as is the nature of the NFL. Um, but they can only activate, I believe it's eight guys from the IR to play again mm. during the season. So maybe, 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 maybe late in the year if he comes back. But I sincerely doubt it. With that Super Bowl push. Yeah, exactly. So, but likely um, just going on IR for the year. And that'll be that for Tyler Davis. Maybe he comes back next year, similar to the deal he signed this year. I wouldn't really expect it considering they just invested in two tight ends in the draft and would have possibly another year Josiah Deguar to invest into. And then at that point, do you really need, they might bring him back as like a camp thing, see if he can beat out Deguar yeah. again, but I wouldn't expect anything from much from in the future for uh, Tyler Davis, sadly. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Um, but yeah, 
big Musgrave fan. I'm trying to find his uh his grades for for blocking. And then again, does this thing PFF does where it uh just refuses to show you the the last row because it's covered by the scroll bar. But uh, seventy two point nine pass blocking grade for Luke Musgrave. It's a it's a green box Ooh. for you color coordinated peoples. There we go. Yeah. So big fan. I, like I said, I was really excited to see what he was doing already um, in this preseason game, and I'm very excited to watch him and love and everybody develop this season, but particularly just because he has a chance to be a pretty pretty talented player. Jordan, who is your next player that you want, that you uh, were impressed by in the Packers win over the Bengals? I'm going to go second year wideout. Samari Toure, formerly Captain Cool, under a different regime. You mean um, you mean so that the same Samari Toure that put on like eight to ten pounds of muscle this offseason? Yeah, I, the, the very same. Wow, wow, the very same. Wow, Toure, more like terrific. <laughs> um, I thought I thought he played a very good game. I think uh, other wideouts for the Packers like. Dontavian Wicks may have played a better game. Than I'm him. so excited. Keep going, but yes. Yeah. Maybe we he's no, no. anyway. Um I just think there's been a lot of buzz and momentum about Samari Toure this offseason. And the fact that it led to three catches, 56 yards, uh long for 28 yards. Um, and then not just that. Two kick returns, one for 44 yards, so 55 yards total on the night. I just think this guy could make plays for the Packers. And we talked about how, you know, it's really, you're asking a lot of Watson and Dobbs to kind of, you saw the flashes, both were, you know, banged up by injuries over the course of the year last year during the rookie years. And now with such a, you know, again, inexperienced uh, wide receiver room, there's opportunity for guys to really, uh, as a siren just keeps worrying in my head. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's an opportunity for um, a guy like Samari Toure to kind of vault himself really high in this wide receiver room. I thought Jaden Reed played a really good game too. He kind of played the same type of role where he's mm-hmm. making plays and slot He's taking kick returns, pump returns, you know, just putting weapons out on the field. But a guy, you know, there's a lot more buzz about Dontavian Wicks because he's the new thing. He's he's a fifth-round pick, yeah, but he, you kind of just feel more a jolt. Right. Um, but a guy like Samari Toure, who I believe, I think he was a seventh-rounder last year. Yep. And, you know, it didn't – he had a few plays here and there, but it <laughs> – the fact that the old QB was talking about how kind of lackadaisical that he took his approach going into his rookie training camp mm-hmm. and how vastly different things were going into this year. I just think kind of, you know, whatever he needed to kind of get out of that, whatever you want to call it. I guess um, experience of the NFL season yes. and go into like a real first off season after a season, see like what he can improve on. I think he took all of it in stride. Yeah, clearly. And it's, I think it's just really, he played a good game. He played a good game and I, I'm very intrigued by what may come. 
he I'm trying to find like, like a comp form of like how he's been used in the past. And I think like early Al Mazard is like where I'm kind of getting his his vibe from. Just gonna be a reliable guy, maybe not featured so much in the offense right away, but definitely has a chance to become a big part of this offense as he progresses and as he develops into wide receiver. Um they used him in a couple gadget plays like in the backfield, putting him in motion and taking end of rounds and things like that. Um but he had a couple of great catches, like one I think from Jordan Love, a couple from uh, Sean Clifford, and he he's in, he impressed me. Like when we talked pre-pod, you said Smart Tour, and I smiled because that was going to be one of my <laughs> three guys. But he uh, he played really well, and I think it's going to be a very interesting battle for like that designated number three receiver. But I yeah. think like the battle between Toure and Wicks is going to be a fun one because like you said, Wicks is fresh new rookie guy kind of coming in the unknown. We kind of knew what Toure was last year and kind of his attitude that he had, but I think they're both in a similar spot in their ability to contribute this year. Um, that Tavion Wicks had three catches, 68 yards with a long of 47 Toure, like you had said three for 56, but um they both showed flashes. Like they both had really awesome catches. Both had a really great uh, yards after the catch. I was impressed with the both of them. And I think you can kind of just like slot in the hot hand for Toure and Wicks, depending on um, game to game, week to week, sort of series to series within a game. If you're really trying to go three out with that or go five out with Kraft, Musgrave, and then three receivers. And again, snap count uh, courtesy of Rob Dabowski. 32 snaps for Toure, the highest of all Packers receivers. 30 for Wicks behind him. And Malik Heath is at 28, who I thought played really also, well as well. Also played really well. Yeah, um, he's he's riding that that wave to maybe make the roster, and I wouldn't be mad Wouldn't be upset about it at all. No. no. Um, all, three, all three of them had three catches on four targets. So we're just worth knowing that they all kind of got an equal load share um, that way. So... Yeah, receiver is gonna be fun this year, especially preseason, because like we didn't see a whole lot of Jaden Reed. How many snaps did he have? If you have that up still, uh, Jaden Reed, where he had is two he? catches for twenty 13. yards, thirteen. So yeah, he probably just played, he played four on special teams. Yeah, he played with the ones and then um, returned a couple punts. So he had a really nice catch. Really like went up and got the ball at one point over the middle, and I think I think that was a pass from. Uh, from Sean Clifford? Clifford? Yeah, it was. It was the, the yeah. third drive. So that was right after that um, Sean Clifford had threw a bullet to uh, Samara Toure. So I think we'll see Jaden Reed in good time, which I'd say probably will be the third receiver because I'd honestly forgotten about him until this very second because I was so enamored with Toure and, and Wicks. But yeah. Jaden Reed will probably be receiver number three, and then Toure and Wicks will fight for four. Honestly, the three of them might just do three, four, five interchangeably. Yeah. But I think Jaden Reed is more important as a slot receiver than the other two for what it's worth. Yeah. I suppose we said his name enough. I ought to just talk about him and, uh, and as my second player of my three that impressed me, Sean Clifford dog. Woof, woof, woof. More like a big red dog. God damn, 20 for 26, 208 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. The first interception was horrendous. Don't get me wrong. Um, I do not blame him. 
Yeah, he had a man in his face. I think it was Sean Ryan got absolutely lit, lit up. up. He did lit up. He got. I have it in my notes here on the uh, wherever it was, but um, yeah, I remember looking at it and being like, "Oofta, Sean Ryan!" Like that is that is not the uh, <laughs> the way you want to get. You want to get yeah, lit up like he was trying to get a Popeye sandwich during the great summer of 2019. I don't know. Remember that? I do remember that, but I don't remember why that has. There are people like just like booking it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, absolutely blown up. Man in his face. Has to throw off his back foot. Pick six. Just an overall ugly play in general, which I think is like, again, why he's a rookie and things like that. But man, he had. This is going to be, and I understand this is this is a very out there comparison, very out there. The way he was slinging it, and the windows he was fitting it in, along with the decision making, Brett Favre. Say he he reminded me so much of just like stepping into his throws and getting everything behind them that he could. There wasn't a lot of loft on any of his throws. No. It, it was, was like darts. Yeah. Darts. And they were really good throws. Like he had an absolute missile to uh Dontavion Wicks that fit into like a small, small window between two defenders. And like if that's not a far throw where the ball gets through there <laughs> by this by a by a lace or two, the then of the needle. Right. Then I don't know what is, but he really impressed me. Played most of the uh, first quarter, second, and third quarters. So he had a, the, the longest run out of any of the uh, the quarterbacks that we saw. Um, Alex Magoo ended up not throwing a pass. Instead, just had one fumble and then took a couple of knees in the fourth quarter. But yeah, Sean Clifford got a, a lot of run and really impressed me with some of his throws. They were He played really well. 47 snaps for him. Uh, I believe that is the third highest on the team if I'm doing no it's not so disregard that but it's still hot mm-hmm. <laughs> um to your point I thought he again you look at the two interceptions both of them I don't really fault I, I don't fault him for the first one by any means the second one really at all him. yeah second one was just like a rip apart it was maybe a throw that you know is more of a check down kind of throw yeah and it just got I forget who he threw it to was it Tucker Craft Maybe Davis. Um, Maybe. It just kind of got manhandled based on the bobble. Mm-hmm. But incredibly efficient game. Really strong when he didn't have protection because, again, we're talking about second stringers, third stringers, guys fighting to make the team that are primarily blocking for him. Right. And that's when a lot of the lowlights came. Sean Ryan you know, got bull rushed for that sack. Royce Newman, what are you doing, buddy? What Don't, are you doing, buddy? We're not going to be talking about you, <laughs> talking about you for the good things, but um, I I thought Clifford is has been really, really sharp, mm-hmm. and you know I I again I'm not going to belabor the point of you know how he was viewed as a guy that was. You know, a lot of people thought he was going to be undrafted and all that stuff. Right. If his life is, you know, a backup quarterback that can move the offense, he maybe doesn't have the greatest arm, but he can hit hit those precise windows. Yeah. You're going to have be in the league for 10 years. Yeah. And 
that's going to make you money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And talking about hitting tight windows, he had a um, a play in the second quarter in the drive after the pick six where he dropped back and was in the pocket and scrambled as it began to collapse, rolled to his left, and threw an absolute oh. beauty of a pass to Samari Toure right over his like shoulder and just drop it in there it was it was really really good forgive me but did you did you also include the two carries for 27 yards i did not include that but um yes showed up with some, some of his wheels yeah absolutely yeah so yeah it was, it was really impressive i think in general he's for sure in line to be the backup which kind of makes sense yeah I, I don't think drafted it's... but yeah if, again we're putting a lot of stick if into you a preseason game I wouldn't be sad if that's how he's going to play as a backup. Yeah. If you, if you just didn't know that and the fact that, you know, that carries a lot of weight, it's, he's kind of consistently, again, one preseason game and a family night performance or whatever. Right. But he's just, he knows what he's doing. He can run the system. He can run, make plays, run the offense, whatever he, he's asked, he will do. Mm-hmm. That's what you need on a backup. And it's, yeah. From what kind of was an, under the radar, like intriguing storyline about you know back of quarterback competition. I just don't think it's all that relevant anymore. Right. You know, barring something catastrophic. Right. Okay. Off of Sean Clifford, should go to your 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 third and final man. Carrington, won't you be my Valentine? <laughs> Um, played very well. Absolutely stood up. I, I again caveat here. Did not watch the game live. Um, did not know Jair was not playing. Mm-hmm. So it was very startling to see Carrie to Valentine out there with the ones. Well, it's again against twos. So with uh, yeah, true, true. Um, he's gonna be good. I think he's gonna be good. I think he's going to. And I I know, again, I just think there's been a lot based on offseason and this it's, you know, we want to see this come into games because that's it's all about translating to, you know, what it looks like on Sundays, Mondays, the occasional Thursday. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, there's just, again, it's that rising tide of like, he just keeps making plays. He's a ball hawk. He um, made some incredibly, like, I hate using this word, passes defended, whatever stat oh, that they yeah. have. Yeah. Passes defense. What, what, pass breakups. Yeah, um, PBUs. Um, I just thought he was all over the ball, again, against some, you know, Second stringers, but there was a couple of Bengals wide receivers that they are kind of counting on to be, you know, in bigger roles going into this year. Mm-hmm. That he really just held his own and just kind of shut him down. Yeah, he made an incredibly uh, big play um, on Chase Brown after Luke, Lucas Van Ness was kind of chasing him down. Was a little bit out of, out of his, uh, um, I guess, area to to finish at home. And then all of a sudden you just see Carrington Valentine, just take a tackle for a loss. He had four tackles, 
all of them solo, one tackle for a loss that aforementioned run, um, and three, actually, sorry, I just did what I care. That was Corey Ballantyne. That is not, <laughs> this is PSA, everybody. Carrington Valentine and Corey Ballantyne. Okay. So, Carrington Valentine had four tackles, all of them solo, and three pass breakups. He did pretty good. He did pretty good. Um, last year at Kentucky, uh, Carrington Valentine had led his team in pass, uh, passes defended. I have always called them pass deflections. Yeah, like same. that's what I've always called them. But yeah, he had nine last year in um I couldn't tell how many games, doesn't tell me immediately, but um yeah, he played very well. I don't really know how or why he dropped in the seventh round. I think the big rap from what I remember reading at the time is that even though he had those stats, he did not have a lot of high interceptions. I think he had maybe two. Um I think he, at yeah, he, he had one last year. Yeah, but yeah, and um, that was kind of like, well, he he certainly makes plays, but how does it not translate into generating turnovers, all that kind of stuff? And I don't know. I'm not a football expert by any means, <laughs> but if you see a guy making plays as much as he has made plays, and he certainly fits the bill athletically, and just I don't know, right? He they have something in him, and. We talked about the positional battles pods and how thin it gets with cornerbacks. Carrington Valentine is—he's winning a job, and it's going to be up there if he's playing as well as he's playing right now with with starter level players, and I guess just plays this well throughout the preseason because I don't think you'll see one. The Patriots don't have starting level caliber wide receivers. Two. Yeah, I forget who their third preseason game is against. Seahawks. Seahawks. He's not seen DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett or probably JSN. So yeah, again, rarely maybe. The the point being, if he can continue to do his job and show out where he's showing out against the quality of talent he's meant to show out against, he'll for sure earn a job. And I think that's when you start to get. You, you move forward a little bit as to what you kind of throw him in there to do. Obviously, he won't be seeing a lot of the field once Jair Alexander and Eric Stokes and Russell Douglas and Keyshawn Nixon, all of them are obviously playing. But injuries happen, and if he can fill in pretty well behind those guys, having that drop-off in talent not be so significant is huge for a defense like the Packers have. 29 defensive snaps, 9 on special teams for Valentine. Right. So, yeah, if he played really well i think the broadcast recognized he played very well as well so yeah i think it'll be very very interesting to see how he develops the rest of the preseason and i hope he gets some good run because he was a dog out there the second of sorts (laughs) another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, my last player of my three is a player I'm going to have to uh, 
you guys have to fight me to not have him earn the third running back spot. I don't think he's going to be, but this is my um, Micah Abernathy player this year. I'm, I'm staking mm. my I'm staking my post in the land I bought on Emmanuel Wilson Island. Numox Camp, darling. That's right. It's Emmanuel Wilson. I saw him in practice when I went to training camp a few weeks ago. Did very well. Saw some great catches on from on Twitter from training camp videos that he was doing. Um, a lot of a lot of hard running. Big box score. Led the um, led mostly by the eighty yard touchdown in the fourth quarter that he had. But um, six carries, a hundred and eleven yards for two touchdowns. He didn't have any receiving targets, so that's just fine. But man, oh man, watching him speed down that uh, that sideline was was fast, and it wasn't even yeah. like it was super special, but it was like he 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 did what he needed to do. The, the inside bump wasn't there, so he went outside and then just took off. Like it was, it was just exciting to watch. I think he's. For what it's worth, I'm going away from Emmanuel Wilson a little bit. Tyler Goodson got hurt. He was seen in a sling um, at practice today, Sunday. But then um, I I really wasn't intrigued by by Patrick Taylor. I just, I'm not really with it. I understand he has a lot of special teams use, which means he's probably going to be on the team because Packers need special teams help and this, that, and the other. But, um. I was talking to uh, our good friend Tommy in the Discord who is uh, saying how Patrick Taylor, also side note, sorry, before I forget, join the Discord, GSP.info. It's a lot of fun in there. We're talking Packers, Bucks, and Brewers, and and Milwaukee Pro Soccer. Very soon. Very soon. Um, any who's will be. Tommy mentions that Patrick Taylor's like McDonald's. It's not the best. You know what you're going to get. I came up with a better metaphor, in my opinion, that Patrick Taylor <laughs> is Subway. You, All the ingredients are there. And if they're the best of those ingredients, he's going to be a really special running back. But they're not. They're like the lowest grade level of ingredients to where you think that the sandwich you've created, that you developed, is really good. And you you put it into action. You see in the field, you put it in your mouth. It's just underwhelming. Like, I just don't. I didn't really see it. He had a touchdown, um, and he had like a, a couple nice runs, but other than that, man, I really wasn't uh, intrigued. I apologize. He did not have a touchdown, but he had uh, six carries for 19 yards and uh, a long of 13. And Jordan, while I talk, if you could find his step, I'd appreciate it. But I got up. Well, how many steps did he did he play? 23. Is that the most amongst running backs? Yeah, yeah, uh, by quite a margin. I just uh, Emmanuel Wilson was at fifteen. I just really wasn't impressed. Like we kind of know the jig that we have with with Patrick Taylor, and I'm kind of ready to get off the ride. And I just like I wanted. I think I remember correctly. You guys can go get receipts if you really want to. I think I was Team Goodson last year over Patrick Taylor, and. I think I'm for sure Goodson over Taylor this year, if that's the way it is had to go. But I really like Emmanuel Wilson, man. Like, I know he's not going to see a lot of the run between A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, but 
I think he's got something special that they really shouldn't just let go away onto the practice squad. Because as with Micah Abernathy last year, they didn't keep him and kept him on the practice squad. And then get sniped off of the Packers practice squad late in the season by the Atlanta Falcons. Man, would they have loved to have Mike or Abernathy in camp right now. Like, between Donald Savage and Jonathan Owens and insert brevy of safeties here. Various more. Like, it's just, it's it's kind of grim. I didn't think the safeties played all that well. I, it's hard to watch them, obviously. I tried watching the L22 on them. They I don't have it up for preseason games, unfortunately. But um, I think it was Jonathan Owens who had let up a pretty big play, um, I think, in the second or third quarter, just on a soft coverage. One rant note. If Joel Berry keeps giving cushion to second and third string receivers in the preseason, I'm going to go nuts. I don't know what play it was, but I think it was... I think you're going nuts. I think it was Corey Ballantine yeah. who... Mm-hmm. had a, uh, I think it was him or it might have been a different safety in coverage. But they gave him 10 yards off the line of scrimmage. He runs a 9-yard curl route and catches the ball for, for almost the first down. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> Alas. Oh, Joe Barry. The point being, coming back to Manny Wilson, is that I think they have something really special. And with A.J. Dillon's contract here coming up and with um, the contract situation with Aaron Jones ever evolving. Obviously, he took a massive pay cut in the offseason to save the Packers. That having a back that's seemingly like Emmanuel Wilson, what he could develop to be, might be prudent to have on the roster versus just sticking him on the uh, the practice squad. Running backs in today's economy, NFL economy, dime a dozen. It kind of seems like no one's really wanted to pay them. So is he a likely candidate to get signed off the practice squad i'm not really sure probably not but that's not necessarily the, the risk i'm willing to take at the moment um agree i i i think this is it, it's it's relevant to where the packers are now because this is not a 2023 decision it's really a 2024 decision exactly and how how we're talking about a position like running back that is has it's locked in it's one of the most locked in rooms in the uh roster um to have it come down to well what is the value of this position when you're judging from a special teams thing Mm -hmm. it it's like no you gotta you gotta keep the eye on the prize because you just never know when you're gonna need running backs and guys that can make plays like emmanuel wilson tyler goodson too before he got hurt he was doing really well he returning kicks too like he does have value that doesn't necessarily mean hey you're going to be on uh the kicking unit go run as fast you know be a gunner or do some protection um you know on special teams and stuff like that Mm -hmm. i just think just focus on what you see on the field what these guys can do rather than like you know as much as you want to put out the best special teams units out there, it's about just seeing what these guys can possibly offer a value when you might need it. Because it's it's no different than how we talk about quarterbacks. Like the worst time to look for a quarterback is when you actually need. Is when you need one. Yeah. So yeah. I agree. With, that's a great point about running backs. Like they. It's, I, go ahead. It's super fickle in it's that way. Really fickle in that a lot not of the Luke. NFL, not Luke. 
and that a lot of the NFL doesn't want to pay them. But if you don't have a good one, you don't. It, it's blatantly obvious. And it, it, yeah, this it yeah it yeah yeah it's a bigger discussion because everything is so based on you know RPOs, play actions, and all that stuff. Right. That the running game is so essential to passing. Yep. But it's also teams. You have the the good running back to run the play actions. And that's a big part of Matt LaFleur's offense. Like, you have to be afraid of the run to set up Jordan Love to take that shot. Yes. And I, I thought the AJ Dillon's cameo was actually pretty good, again, against yep. second stringers. But, um, yeah, I, I just think see a guy that made such an effortless run um, and score a couple of t- touchdowns, too, in quite a memorable preseason game and all the stuff coming out. Um, after the game about, you know, it was 14 years since he lost his dad and all that stuff. It was a special night for him, and hopefully it kind of, you know, it's not like, oh, we won't look at Emmanuel Wilson as a guy that's early camp cut. He certainly has passed the first round of cuts. Yeah. Uh, by and large, before we know. But if he keeps keeping his name in that conversation, perhaps, you know, Packers will do something with third running back because Lou Nichols is – been out for a while. Um, Tyler Goodson, hopefully, you know, he can come back soon, but that's another thing to consider. Yeah. And then you have Patrick Taylor, too. So, yeah, if you keep making plays, then you might as well you might make the roster by the end of it. Right. For what it's worth, just in case you forgot or didn't know, only one cut for the team this year. They go straight from 90 to 53. There's no... That's not... That It used to be, oh. a, it used to be a rule, and I, I, it might be new this year. Um... But I, I was thinking like Madden. Yeah, I, f- I forget when that rule changed. It again might have been this year. Um, but yeah, there's only one cut. They go straight from ninety to fifty three. Yeah. So, um, we'll be seeing more of Emmanuel Wilson for sure. Um, anything else you want to talk about? I think like I think Devontae Y had a good game. He had some pressure. He didn't get home at all. Um, but he had a couple pressures that I saw. Um, Lucas Van Ness didn't really do too much. He was around. He was kind of just like flying all over the place. I saw him kind of get beat on an inside move where the back bounced outside and gave up a big run that way. That might, again, just might be developmental that we got to kind of let him know that that's his job is maintain that edge for runs just like that. So, um, I thought he played okay too well, but not like bad. Anders Carlson. Man, what was he three for five on extra points that had made three it for five right? missing the last two both wide right as has been uh, kind of the theme of his yeah misses. They weren't close neither. They were they were in another zip code. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So it, like it's it's so weird. Like that's I think it's just the nature of kickers is that his three extra points looked very well that he made one of them was kind of the post but nothing to worry about and his um field goal from 45 was down the middle yep like the 45 yard 45 yard field goal is further than the two extra points he missed it's just it's a fickle beast this this whole kicking thing so we'll see how it goes ultimately he missed two points rather than six points if you missed two field goals so We'll just, and the game, and the game yeah. was pretty out of hand at that point. Yeah. I think when he missed his last two, they would have been down 
take away 14 points is 22 to 19 if my math is right or no 6 24 to 19 so he missed two field goals at 30 to 19 and 36 to 19 not necessarily yeah. a make or break game kind of thing but you'd rather him making them now so it's not a make or break game in the regular season just goes to show you that taming the leg is not you know you just don't yeah. solve it at one sometimes game. you get bucked off the leg dude exactly <laughs> Exactly. I'm not pushing the panic button, and neither should you. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I'm for sure not. Unless if he does it next week. Yeah. <laughs> I know you were talking to me, but I am also just, like, not worried. Because, again, this year is gravy. And if he's bad for a year, I'm guessing they won't bring him back. And we'll figure out something to do next year. So, all in all, I think, unless things go, like, catastrophic in practice, we're just on the Anders Carlson ride for the season which makes sense because his uh his brother before being a pretty standout kicker in the nfl was the same way maddeningly inconsistent yeah so um i'm trying to think there's anybody else we missed oh brenton brenton cox jr played well um had a big pass deflection led to an interception i think he's making carving out a good role for himself um, we'll see how that goes in the future preseason games. I'm trying to see. Um, I liked Shamar John Charles's play. He had a couple of um, interesting, had a, yeah, um, interesting passes defended, but it had a couple like I think beats. But all in all, I saw his name a lot, sort of making tackles and sort of in plays. And that's kind of what I really enjoy about watching some of these preseason games is seeing. What sort? What sort of these guys are around making tackles? It was like, well, I was attracted to Devontae Wyatt last year. He wasn't in the play at the beginning of it, but you can damn well sure he was in the play by the end of it. And if yeah. you have that kind of hustle and that kind of drive, I think there's tools there that can be um, refined to make yourself into an average NFL player. Which at this point is kind of where these guys are trying to sit. Anything else, Jordan? No, I think I think overall it was um, very refreshing. Mm-hmm. It was there's a lot to talk about with this game, and, and I, again, context is important right. of who is playing for the Bengals. But this team is looking sharp right now, and yes, it's August, but it's a good start, and that very well could carry them for through the first third of the the season. Yeah, it's, it's, that's that's big. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right, folks. Packers play the New England Patriots this coming Friday as they kick off their joint practices. Probably Monday or probably Tuesday or Wednesday, if I were to guess. I'm not exactly sure, but um, keep an eye on Matt Lafleur and Bill Belichick exchanging money for tips and tricks and how tos on <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> but uh. That'll be it from us. A couple of promotions to get to. As always, go to gspn.info to find everything Eurostep Podcast Network. Talk of the Tundra. Cruising for a bruising. Eurostep, win in six, and make time for this. All housed there. That's where the Discord invite is. You can join that as well. Um, latest and greatest across the GSPN network. We got Ty and Rohan talking about um, Milwaukee's rank amongst the new look Eastern Conference sort of after the, some of the reshuffling that happened uh, over the offseason in the NBA, they take a look at where Giannis and company stand. 
Um, the Brewers today completed their sweep of the Chicago White Sox, and you can bet your behinds that Andrew Snyder and Adam McGee will be talking about that sweep in the Cruising for a Bruising feed uh, Monday morning when that podcast hits. So go check that out. Brewers currently in first place as they head to L.A. to hopefully have a good series against them so they can keep their lead in the Alice Central. Um, make time for this. I'm pretty sure has the Oppenheimer podcast out. But I needed to double check to make sure. Yep, that was a while ago. They did Barbie, which was uh, pretty good, allegedly. I haven't seen it, sadly. But uh, then their last two podcasts is prepping for the premier league as their season is about to kick off or has kicked off i'm not a soccer person so i believe this weekend was opening weekend there we go perfect perfect to know so you can find all of those podcasts all of those listening pleasure pleasantries for your ears at gsp.info or anywhere you get podcasts go rate our pod doggle tundra five stars we'd really appreciate it um you can follow me at no mecca's known on twitter at jordan tresky for jordan on twitter uh, I think that's it. All right, everybody. We'll be back to you very soon this week. And we uh, thank you for listening. And Jordan, thank you. Thank you. <laughs>